Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Was broken. That's how we just start the podcast. My heart was broken. Sorrow, 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 sorrow. For what it's worth. <laughs> well, the chief put sunshine on God, me. Oh my God, take me back, take me back. What is that? We're starting the podcast. That's it, done, started, boom. What a little sing along to proclaimers. One of the one of the best acts to ever come out of Scotland, including myself, Fraser <laughs> Porter, and joining me today on this, uh, I, I'm standing in for Tom. It's the Cultaholic.com review. We look back at the last month of wrestling. We look at the last month of wrestling news and everything that we've covered. It's been quite a a quick month. But joining me today is Aidan Gibbons, the Tribal Editor in Chief, Blitz Spirit. Hello. Aidan Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my name? Tribal Editor-in-Chief? The Tribal Editor-in-Chief, yeah. I didn't know. Tom says it literally every podcast. Every I, single I, time. I don't listen to you in the intro. I just wait for my cue. <laughs> you wait for your... So you just that wake is up. your cue, though. Hearing your name is yeah. your cue. I was like, oh, it's me. Hello. Oh, yeah. it's my time to speak. So you don't listen to actually a single thing that's been said before your name gets said. No, he just chats rubbish, doesn't he? I can just imagine it like Charlie Brown cartoons. You just hear, Aiden Gibbons. Hello, yeah, that's me. I will speak now. Uh, well, before we were going on, I just want to bring attention to the fact that we both have chipped our teeth. I've chipped them last night. <laughs> but you're telling a story about how you chipped your teeth originally. Yes, yeah, so I have one filling and I've got a composite filling on my, my front, my top front inside. How did it happen? Well, so... My, my friend Jonathan was off he's not on drugs. And so we were, we were in a night mode. But we were like 19, so like seven years ago. Whatever year But you're 108. Was. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so seven years ago, and he was doing the chicken dance of all things. Okay. I was getting a drink out of a glass bottle. Next thing I know, the glass bottle was going straight into my tooth and I felt it crumble in my mouth. That's mm. a horrendous experience. So, mm. so do you watch Jimmy Neutron? differently because he does the chicken dance and that that's a that's a niche one usually you'll get something from the 80s you're getting this from 2000 today because <laughs> the chicken dance if you combine yeah. the two of you you'd look like jimmy neutron oh, i've been yeah. told to look like jimmy neutron especially when the hair goes yeah I've, goes been, up. I've been told as well like oh you look like jimmy neutron i'm like yeah great mm. thanks for that so we're, to, together we are jimmy neutron yeah. so you've got jimmy neutron on the podcast and joining us as always <laughs> jackie jackie atom <laughs> is um the soup du jour. The soup du what, jour. What other names are you going by this week? Jackie Atom. There we go. Jackie Atom. Jackie Atom. Um, Clive Fuck. Clive Fuck. It's <laughs> um, my favourite one. <laughs> Blunderboss O'Hara. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> Ralph Chestnut, you know. Ralph Chestnut. <laughs> Ralph I Chestnut. like Ralph Chestnut. It's not Christmas, you call me Ralph Chestnut. All right, then uh, Ralph Walnut. There you go. Or Jack Atkins. Jack, Jack Atkins. Well, actually, I, I think you're Paul Bromwell today because yeah. this is the, the debut on camera of Barry Goose and the Bromwell Boys. It is. It is. The Paul Bromwell Collective. Aiden, do you want to tell us what the Bromwell Collective is? So I'm Barry Goose, a 1980s TV champion wrestler, similar to Jackie Orlando, but I'm better <laughs> because I'm a goose. We've got, we've got Paul Bromwell, who was friends of Kurt. We discovered Paul Bromwell's actually a real man. Yeah, we just, j- we didn't realize this. <laughs> Obviously, he was somewhere in my subconscious because yeah. he hosts the Kurt Angle show. Yeah, he does, yeah. And it was like, right, Paul Bromwell's in real. And in my head came Paul Bromwell, which is Jack Atkins, when he's down on his luck and Not covered in gravy. No. Covered in gravy. <laughs> and you're Leroy Bromwell, um, a slightly more huckster moonshine covered in gravy, my brother. Covered in gravy, Mick Brothers. Mick Brother, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm Scottish. Yeah, why not? That works. Well, this is, this is all the lore that goes into cultaholic.com. Um, the, the amount of... Rubbish. <laughs> I like the fact that we said, oh, we're doing the podcast with Fraser today, so yeah. we won't be chatting absolute bomb. No, no, but I thought, <laughs> I, I thought I'd channel Tom. <laughs> where is Tom? Um, I'm not sure where Tom's at the moment. Something happened after Elimination Chamber. There was, um, well, like, I, be, I was there, I was on news with him, lights went out, there was a scuffle, and he's gone. Hmm. I hope wherever he is, he's looking down on us with 18 biscuits and porridge. And a button he squash. does like his porridge. He does like his porridge. <laughs> the little bit of the Biscoff. <laughs> no, no, doesn't even put Biscoff on, does it? It's just dry digestives. Talking about Biscoff, Pancake Day last week. <laughs> <laughs> what That's did you what just happen? happened in February, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so February was a big month. Pancake Day, of course, happened. But there was a lot of wrestling stuff as well. <laughs> Let's get it back on track. Now, of course, Elimination Chamber, you heard me mention there, me and Tom did some reactions to that. It was a great show for all intents and purposes. I think it was a a really well put together event. Um, But Sami Zayn, unfortunately, did not win the Undisputed Universal WWE Championship, the uwu belt. Um, Aiden, what was the story in Elimination Chamber, Maury? Yeah, so wrestling is filled with underdog stories. We've got Daniel Bryan, Eric Young, Eddie Guerrero. Mohammed Hassan. Yeah, that's know. another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <and laughs>. We almost had a, a seventh, eighth, seventy-eighth underdog story we in did. wrestling with Sami Zayn. Um, he's going to challenge Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Title at Elimination Chamber after turning on Roman at Royal Rumble. It all looked like it was good to go. He's in his hometown of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Crowd loves him. He says things in French. They love that. It's going absolutely bananas for him. Sami Zayn comes down wonderful. And unfortunately, it wasn't the night we all really wanted. I mean... Yeah, it wasn't, was it? It was sort of... It was a good match and a really great atmosphere, but it just didn't... The ending fell a little bit flat for everyone, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, so so the ending essentially is we've had two ref bombs, Jimmy Uso's interfered, then we've got Jey Uso comes down and almost stands in the way of Roman hitting Sami Zayn with a chair. Sami Zayn that looks to take advantage and goes to spear Rowan, but misses and hits Jay, completely takes him out. Roman then follows up with a spear on his own, and the referee, who's been down for the last 10 minutes, miraculously recovers, <laughs> calls into the ring, and counts the one, two, three, almost yep. like it's scripted. 
Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, oh, I know. Come on, come on, let's not calm down. Silly now. Calm down. Um, but uh, Sami Zayn, as I think, has established himself as having the most devastating spear in all of professional wrestling. Jay Uso was down and out. He didn't come back <laughs> after that. It was quite a weak spear as well. You can take your rhinos and throw them in the bin. That's all I'm saying. Sami Zayn's got the best spear in the business. Um, what did you think of this one, Atkins? Did you enjoy Elimination Chamber? Did the rise of Sami Zayn? It, it came out of nowhere for me because I've been keeping one eye on it because of the, the way we handle news on Cultaholic. We've all got our specialities. So I, I, I'm, I'm the impact guy of the, the office. Mm-hmm. So I keep my eye on impact, AW, Ring of Honor. In, you mainly handle WWE in New Japan, yeah. and then between the two of us, we fill in everything else. But I've always, I've long been a Sami Zayn fan, and I was a fan of his mentor El Generico back in the day as well. Mm. And I always wanted him to get to that upper echelon, but thought they'll never push him. And then just hearing the fan reactions and the pop at the Rumble, and I thought, oh, they're going to do it. They're actually mm. going to do it. And then when the news came, you know, they haven't done the title change. I was. We expected it, really, didn't we? We just didn't want to believe it. It's pretty much that. It isn't it? like Roman Reigns was not going to lose the belt a month before WrestleMania or the pay per view before WrestleMania, especially in such a historic reign. It wasn't just going to be a yeah. Oh, Sammy's quite popular. Let's take the belt off him. Yeah, mm. but it seems like the perception within WWE and like with fans is different. Like I think reports we had was that Triple H and Vince McMahon don't see Sammy Zayn as someone that could headline WrestleMania. Um. But they are aware of his popularity, though, because apparently they were so concerned, they sent out Paul Heyman, basically as soon as Raw starts for a problem with Cody Rhodes, so the fans almost didn't have time to turn on Cody. Yeah. yeah, they've been really quick in those segments. Cody's been in the ring, obviously Cody's challenging, you covered it last month, won the Royal Rumble, challenging Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and his promos have been on fire. Like, yeah, he's been really, really good. The fan support is there, but you can see they're panicking in, in, in making sure that there is not even a moment of silence for fans to start going... Oh, Sammy, Sammy, woo. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Sammy. Yeah, because they were even booing Kevin Owens for Kevin Owens being like, you've been an arsehole, mate. And they're like, no, he hasn't. He's been lovely. He's a lovely (laughs) lad. He's on Atkins' (laughs) list of lovely lads. He's a lovely lad. Um, But yeah, you mentioned his popularity and and the fact that they might not see him as a WrestleMania main eventer. But there are other reports have been saying that he's, he has been a ratings draw compared to folks like Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. Mm. So, you know, it, it, clearly there's something there. Do you disagree with Triple H and Vince McMahon's assessment that he could potentially main event at WrestleMania? I mean, yeah, it could be Sammy Mania, but... Yeah. I mean, it would have people tuning again because, I mean, it was like 2.4 million on SmackDown this week, which is like the highest it's been for ages. Mm. He's bringing in ratings for them. But I think that the, probably the question that they have is if Sammy wins the title at Mania, have like a triple threat sort of situation, where do you then go from there? Yeah. Where does it leave the Usos? Where does it leave Kevin Owens? Like if it was a triple threat situation? Yeah. Now, yeah. The, the rumored match at WrestleMania, do you want to tell us a little bit about that one, Aiden? Yeah, so the rumored match is Sammy's in and Kevin Owens against the Usos for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. That's the match. I mean, we've heard about this since like December, it's been talked yeah. about. Thinking, okay, we're going to get there eventually. I mean, this whole story has been planned out well in advance. Um, at the minute, we sort of got it where Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens are like just tickling each other a little bit, the teasing mm-hmm. of reunion. We haven't had it yet, <laughs> uh, but it looks like we're going to get it at some point. Well, arguably the next couple of weeks before Mania. Is that the uh, right choice, Atkins? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Have, have they confirmed that it is going to be for both titles? They've not confirmed the match 
is happening yet. What about um, Cody Reigns? Is that going to be for both titles? That is for both, both titles. Because I was thinking, is there a way that you could split the titles and have Roman drop one to Cody and then drop another to Sammy a couple of months down the line, maybe? Possibly. They, they've got the chance to make another massive start. But I suppose the positive you could see is that the Usos have been had a dominant reign in the tag titles. The tag titles have more prestige, even though WWE's not the biggest fan of tag wrestling. Mm-hmm. By putting the tag titles on Owens and Zayn, it could be like, well, look, these are the guys for this division. There's no reason why they can't be big stars in their own right. I don't know. It's one of them. WWE knows best at the end of the day. The thing that I think is weird. A, that's a bold that's statement. That's a bold, that, very bold it? statement. That's a dang gore. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up for WWE. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I've said that because, yeah, WWE usually ignores the fans. Yeah. But, I mean, usually they, they look at the merchandise numbers, don't they? And I've heard that Sammy's been selling, like, hotcakes. And I'm surprised they've not gone with that. But Triple H hasn't really diverted from his plans. No. We've, we've not seen much change in the past few months I from where Triple H... I just said WWE. We're, no, right. <laughs> we're going to keep a hold of that one for a while. That is on a, on a recording. Yeah. Um, I'm tired. Someone clip it. <laughs> um, but Triple H hasn't really diverted from his plans at all or what the plans were set up from Vince when Triple H took over. We've seen sort of a very sort of natural progression of the storyline. Throwing Sammy in at the mix last minute into WrestleMania seems a little bit... Not Triple h Not Triple h yeah, right? Yeah. But neither does Omos versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and that's, that's happening. Are the kids happy about that one? <laughs> we, the, the streets love it. The streets yeah. love it. I think that's the, the match that's going to steal the show. <laughs> <laughs> that, that match screams two minutes, three German suplexes, one F5, and everyone just goes for a pee. Do you think Brock's going to be able to German suplex Omar? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's too long. Not, not, not in terms of strength, just that he's too long. That man can carry a cow. Yeah. And a shark. And a shark. We've seen it at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, that's true. The sharks are quite long as well. And Omar is definitely lighter than a shark. I'm not saying about weight. I'm just in terms he's of logistics. A long yeah. He's a long boy. I mean, I mean Lesnar might get kicked in the head. Yeah. I could see it being a spot where Omos climbs onto the second rope to do like a a body splash or something, or yeah. like like a banzai drop. Yeah, and then <laughs> he gets a phoenix <laughs> splash. Just, just phoenix splash, and Brock, Brock <laughs> is, he's got him on the second rope already, so he can just yeet him. Mm. Yeah, yeet him is like, is an appropriate term. <laughs> or fuck him, as you <laughs> say. <laughs> moving from WWE over to the AEW side of things, um, WWE is eyeing up a top AEW star. And when we say a top AEW star, it's potentially, when you think of AEW, you think of this person, right? Yeah. I mean, Who is it? Kenny Omega, like, Mr... I mean, is, is he Mr. Mr. Elite? AW? Mr. He's, Elite? Yeah, like, his his whole brand is <laughs> AEW. Yeah, he, like, is, is the elite with the young bucks. I mean, this one seemed to come a little bit out of Nora. I mean, sort of, like, speculation and talk online has sort of been, is AEW going down a little bit? last few, well, last six months, really. Um, I think the shows have been fine last few months, but sort of like their TV deals coming up this year or next year, mm-hmm. depending on if Warner Brothers Discovery Action's a option year. Um, how much money they're going to have in the long run, we don't know. Um, but basically it came out that Kenny Omega's contract was coming up at the end of January 2023 um, because he missed so long out of with injury because of his various issues between November 2021 and August last year. Um, Tony Khan's basically added time onto his deal, so he's around until around the end of 2023. But according to reports from the likes of Fightful Select um, and Wade Keller of PW Torch, do they believe they can sign Kenny Omega? And Kenny Omega is open-minded about going to WWE. 
Um, of course, basically, Kenny had talks with Triple H and WWE in 2018 before he set up AEW. As someone who's who said uh, WWE knows best, do you think? <laughs> do you think this is, would be a smart move for Kenny? I'm not sure. People people have said online that obviously Kenny's what he's in his late 30s, 30 early 40s. Yeah. yeah. So if he want, if he does have des- a desire to wrestle in WWE, this is probably his his last shot at doing last it. Time, right? Yeah. It's the tribalism online is usually bad, but concerning this, it's been a bin fire on Twitter. Arguments about whether you should go to NXT or not if yeah. you were to go. <laughs> I saw somebody go, Kenny Omega, put him under the learning tree of Shawn Michaels who yep. pick up loads. You're like, he's 39 and <laughs> has been the best wrestler in the world, arguably, for the last seven, at, eight at years. Least, at least seven years, yeah. right? Yeah. He's had, what, three of the best matches of all time within two of those years with Okada. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting, though, that WWE obviously is interested in these these guys is it's not it's not a surprise that they would go oh he's a good wrestler yeah. we could probably do stuff some stuff with her we know that in 2018 the uh, triple h had meetings with the young bucks mm-hmm. not out the realm of the possibility that it could have also been a thing to try and get kenny omega in the door if he was to sign now is that the right move for kenny omega maybe not wwe but is it the right move for him to leave aw and go to wwe I we were talking about this yesterday, and I was saying the character of Kenny Omega and the kind of wrestler he is. He's he's even said in uh, he was on Swerve's podcast recently saying that the style he kind of evolved into in New Japan was a bit short sighted because he has to go hundred percent all mm-hmm. the time. It's all right doing that fifty times a year. If he joined WWE. He's doing that multiple times. Yeah. I, I think he'd have to drastically change his style, and I don't know if he would. Mm, the impression it, I get from him is that he's just like, right, I, th- th- this is a canvas. This is, this is me doing my art, and I want to just go absolutely and just o- do 100 be, miles an hour. Be Kenny Omega yeah. and not be anyone else. And what do you think? I mean, I, I don't think it's the right move. <clears throat> I think if Kenny Omega is going to leave AEW, I mean, I'd say it's unlikely, but Cody left AEW last year, so we don't know now. Yeah. I'd say the option is probably to go back to New Japan. He, he still loves New Japan. I mean, he's the IWGP US champ right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can also work a lighter schedule because the way New Japan structures the shows, he can miss all the, like, Road 2 shows and just do the big events like Dominion, Wrestle Kingdom, Sakura Genesis, all mm-hmm. that sort all that be, jazz. Be an attraction again. Yeah, like wrestle six, seven times a year. And he can still work AEW and he is contracted in New Japan instead. He could just pop up and just, I don't know, batter MGF or something. You mentioned Cody Rhodes there, and that's I think, is the key sort of factor, right? We've seen Cody last year leave AEW, one of the founders. He joins WWE. He is treated like, what, the second coming of John Cena in terms of place on the card. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, the fan favorite. He, he's the next Bret Hart, given the thing to the kids in the crowd, you know, all that <laughs> sort of good stuff. He's got every, he ticks all the boxes of, of all American baby face. And he's in a WrestleMania main event 12 months after he joined the company. Yeah. Is that, do you think, going to play into the fact Kenny Omega's sitting there going, hmm, I'm, I'm the trios champ and it's been a while since I've been in the main event scene. We've had some issues backstage with CM Punk. Could well, we I, go over to WWE? I saw someone on Twitter say that if if Kenny does leave AEW, then it's disastrous for all the companies that work together at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, New Japan work with CMLL, don't they? Yes. But obviously, AAA work with AEW, and AEW work with New Japan, yep. and they all seem to be getting on kind of it's nicely. Bubble. 
because they all want to book Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if he leaves, they're just all like, no, nah, I'm not working with you as much, maybe. Who knows? Um, saying that, though, the matches on offer that he could have in WWE are quite exciting. Right? Yeah. Logan Paul. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Almost. Dominic. Almost. <laughs> I mean, Dominic versus Kenny Omega would actually be okay. Oh, Chad Gable. Yeah. I'd say Rebus Steel, but he's probably wrestled him. Um, uh, possibly. Yeah. But he's on but the indie I'd, I'd then, still yeah. be a great match to see. Um, but yeah, there's the, always the worry that he, he signs with WWE, he gets called Tyson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tyson. Tyson Dick. He's wrestled all over the world. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> this is, this is Tyson Alpha. And he's wrestling on main event, you know? Like, yeah. in, 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 in the original club with Sour Boy. And <laughs> oh, don't get me started on Sour Boy. But let's look at the positives. I mean, AJ Styles is there. You got Rollins, mm-hmm. you can do Cody, Reigns would be interesting, Zayn, Owens, people, some of the people he's wrestled before, but seeing him on that bigger stage, seeing him in a slightly different style and seeing how they get on. If he was to leave AW, how would it change the company? Like, because he's one of the founders, He the E is the elite. Yeah. I think he's the elite. Tony Khan would flex his ownership muscle more. You think? Yeah. Even though there's reports of people saying that the EVP is pretty much EVP in name only, I think that would put that debate to bed. And he'd just be like, he'd become, for want of a better analogy, the Vince McMahon of AEW. Whereas AEW is Tony Khan. Tony Khan is AEW. The book stops with him, but it also starts with him as well. Mm -hmm. I reckon he'd just go like, right, cool, we're doing it my way or no other way. I think it depends how many they lose as well. I mean, MGF's contract's up start of next year. Um, Is Punk coming back? We don't know. I mean, AW without sort of MGF, Kenny Omega, and CM Punk, you're looking at it and going, right, okay. Danielson's contract's up next year as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of people. It's like Moxley and Jericho, like your two big guys. Adam Cole's there, so like there as yeah. well. But yeah. AW becomes a lot less must see TV, I think, without Kenny Omega, because Kenny Omega's, especially with that, that fan base as well. Yeah. Like that fan base that, like, loves work rate and that style of wrestling. And you expect, like, AEW's filled with banger matches. Take away Kenny Omega. I mean, the, the weekend without him when he was injured. Right, yeah. yeah. That's the problem. See, the, the optimist in me wants to say that if all those big names do leave, that they could find themselves in, like, a post Enochism New Japan kind of era where they're just like, let's just build new stars. Let's push all these young guys. Bob and we'll Sap. <laughs> post Enochism. Oh, okay, right. Not Enochism. Oh, God. <laughs> I think just meant post Enochi when he retires in 96. No, post Enochiism where they were just like, right, cool, let's like properly push Tanahashi and Shibata and uh, Nakamura and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They could, but like you said, we've got money, we've got major TV deals at play. They don't really have the luxury. Yeah, they kind of need to that. solidify themselves with an established roster with someone as big as Kenny Omega. Yeah. Regardless, it's going to be one to keep an eye on. It's, his contract is potentially up at the end of this year, going into next year. WrestleMania 40 on the horizon. Yeah, yeah it's kind of it's a big year. There's TV deals on both sides of things. Like it's going to be a big thing, and having that name there would be would be pretty major. But there's always the chance that he signs with WWE, and as you said, he gets put with the OC and tries to recapture Bullet Club, despite it being 12 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> and going from one Bullet Club leader to another, um, a massive name has kind of left New Japan. Just sort of. Had a losers leave Japan match, and then a loser leaves New Japan match. Mm. What yeah. happened? I mean, I mean, we discussed this on last month's show where it was Jay White was expected to leave New Japan because he, he was IWGP World Heavyweight Champ, has the match of Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 17, and it was like the aftermath was just sort of it. It was a bit odd because obviously the whole thing has been White and Okada being big rivals over the last mm. five years. 
Okada's really struggled to get the better of him. Um, he does so, I think, for the only like the second or third time, White's always had his number. But White, instead of just going off like, I'm like the big heel, just sort of drags himself up using Okada and the sort of acknowledge that he goes, you're good, you. Mm. It's like, and since then, we've had Jay White has lost a loser leaves Japan match to Hikaleo on like the 11th of February. Also, like, okay, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> um, and then, of, of all people, fair enough, very fair play, I love Eddie Kingston, but it's like Eddie Kingston sends Jay White packing from New Japan yeah. in a loser leaves Japan match. Which, take, which took place at Battle of the Valley on February 18th. I mean, all the rumours have been that um, it was that Jay White's contract is basically up with New Japan. He's mm. now gone. And as of last word, WWE were the favourites to sign him. Yeah, it seems like that's where it could kind of go. It was just a very... I, th- I thought it was very weird having him lose a Loser Leaves Japan match to then have a Loser Leaves New, New Japan, Japan match. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's he's, he's left Japan. No, he's, he's only left the country of Japan. Yeah. Um, watch him, watch him rock up on a Californian indie next week and lose a loser leaves California match. Just keeps going smaller and smaller. Like, That's a great gimmick. Loser leaves this road. <laughs> <laughs> Not like back in this pub, bar from the pub. <laughs> it was just weird how they wrote him off. Though I mean, like White loses about to cut a poach match promo and then gets taken out by David Finley. I mean, like, him and Finley have had, like, history because they both started in New Japan as young boys back mm-hmm. in 2015. Um, they've basically faced each other in matches since then. But David Finley hasn't really done a lot for, like, 18 months. And out of nowhere, he's like, yeah. he's like everyone treats me like a foreigner. I batters Jay White. You're like, is he the next leader of Bullet Club? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what always happens, right? The Bullet Club leader gets written out, and they get attacked by whoever's going to replace them as yeah. Bullet Club leader. And but, that... But is Dave Finley big enough? No, because no. it's usually someone they've been building up. Yeah. Like, they were building up Kenny Omega when he took over from AJ Styles, who took over from Carl Anderson-ish. Well, Bala. Well, Bala, but then it went to Carl. And Carl was co-leader with AJ yeah. at points, yeah. But I, and then, like, weird. obviously, when they kicked Adam Cole out, they brought in Marty Skrull, who was getting over at the time. And like you said, just David Finley just turns up and goes, all right, and everyone, oh, yes, David Finley. Uh, yeah. David Finley. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Captain <laughs> fucking <laughs> <Nugent Man. laughs> that, That's the fit man's dad. It is, yeah. Not dad's No, dad's son. son. Yeah. <laughs> Reminded some time travel shenanigans <laughs> there. Don't, don't get me wrong. I like David Finley. I can see the upside in David Finley. They've just not it's a lot built it enough. It's yeah. a bit like when they chucked evil in, like, I sort of chucked evil in Bullet Club back in 2020, but like, okay, I suppose we'll see where it goes, but... Mm. It's just a bit strange, right? Yeah, just a bit out of nowhere. And obviously this whole thing has been surrounded by the rumours that his contract is up, he's possibly going to WWE, AEW is interested in him, so it did make both matches a little bit, like, predictable. Yeah, yeah. foregone conclusion. Uh, yeah, and we we heard rumours, right? Was it not Hikaleo that was rumoured also have WWE was yeah. interested in? So that one was a bit like, okay, but I think White's the one going. Um, Hikaleo was rumoured for WWE interest. So was Tamatonga. Tamatonga. It's basically whoever gets the never open weight championship, right? It has yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> That's the rule. <laughs> but I mean, we still don't know what's happening with them. <laughs> just imagine some hero Ishii rocking up on NXT. <laughs> just battering yes. people. <laughs> imagine him just being up Braun Breaker. Just... <laughs> I'm coming in like that. Come on, Wendy Chu. Come on then. <laughs> Are you leave our Wendy out of this? <laughs> Imagine him in backstage skits with Wendy Chu. Imagine him and Von Wacken. I just go, come Tuesday. Come Tuesday. I'm going to do you in. <laughs> and she's just like, yes, I'll mate. <laughs> I like how in your head, she's just 
Jordy Lyle. He's from Blake Lore, isn't he? Yeah. So, so help me. No, he won't. No, he won't. No, he won't. But do you think uh, Jay White, where is his next des- destination? Is it NXT to do segments with Grayson Waller? I mean, like if he does go to WWE, I mean, we were saying that in Raleigh, if he's going to sign with AEW, he didn't have to leave New Japan because no. you can yep. work that on the side. Um, I know the whole thing is that you want to be based in the United States, and he currently apparently does live in Orlando. That's potentially why you've turned up on Impact for quite a while. Yeah, because yeah. not that far away, really, yeah. is it? Um, but I think in WWE, if he goes there, skip NXT, do, basically give him the age of Styles treatment, put him straight on the main roster, have him be a little shit house for six, yeah. seven months. Uh, but I don't think he goes straight to the main event scene. I think maybe like the IC. Sort okay. Of scene. So similar to sort of AJ's first debut because he was sort of in the tag division for a bit with Chris Jericho and Y2AJ AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that short-lived two-week tag team and then going into WrestleMania it was like ah, Vince doesn't really see him as a main event there at the moment and then that Jericho beats him Jericho beats him and then he has a banger of a match a match that was humping some would say oh, uh, Extreme Rules against Roman Reigns yeah so they had yeah so we give the AJ style treatment just like bring Cena I mean, imagine Jay White versus John Cena that sounds lovely. That does yeah. sound like quite a good match. Is he a big enough name to get that treatment? Like I don't think he's a big enough name to get that treatment, but I do think there's more space for him in WWE than AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, although with the talk of Kenny Omega leaving, we're saying if if they do lose so many people, they need to build new stars. If Tony Khan's got any inkling on what their next moves are, I would be throwing all the money in the world at Jay White. Right, he's got. He's. He's. It seems like a big deal, especially to AEW. He feels a bigger deal in AEW in my mind than WWE. Yeah, yeah. Like if he was to come in WWE, the worry is that he is just another guy, and he's just here to, to fill out the roster, pad out the roster a little bit. But oh, he's friends with Carl. He's friends with Luke. And he's, he knows AJ. But I, I think he'd stand out, though, because in AEW, you bring in, it's like, oh, here's, here's a well, you know, respected guy from New Japan who's really good in the ring. Mm-hmm. To wrestle with well. all these really yeah. well-respected New Japan guy, guys you can go in the ring. I do think there is... I, I can just picture him more in WWE. He does feel more tailor-made for mm. WWE. Yeah. Like, he's got the look, he's got the heel character, he's got the, the switchblade thing is great, as long as he's tough to change his finisher. He can't do that one because Bray's got it. Yeah. He's yeah. a Blade Runner. Um, they probably wouldn't let him be called Switchblade either, because Carl no. Anderson's not allowed oh, to be called Machine Gun. Machine Gun. Does call... he do the? the no. Which is the best the thing about Carl Anderson? Yeah. Hey. Thank God you didn't <laughs> say it was Sour Boy, because it is the Machine Gun. I know it is Sour Boy. Sour Boy is the best thing about Carl Anderson. This is the tangible. Sour Boy is brilliant. Sour Boy is brilliant. So is Sex Ferguson. They're the like Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Rubbish. Yeah. Like past it. Great six years ago. I'm not a fan now. Sour Boy. That's amazing. Get that on TV. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> you, <never laughs> ever, you, you hate it, but I really don't like I it. I absolutely love it. Love can you it. can we can you give us a taste of your um, Luke Gallows and? What Luke Gallows? Yeah, I'm not going to do Salvo because it'll be terrible. No, I want Gallows. Going to get my jeez wheeze all, <laughs> which apparently for you is better than Luke Gallows actually yeah, doing it. It's so much better. <laughs> Luke Gallows doing it is cringe. It's you like, doing it. It's like yes, <laughs> this is Aiden. It's like your impression of Mandy Rose's music as well. But Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Do, do you not also do... <laughs> <laughs> well, just dead WWE, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Do you not also do one for, for Randy? Randy? Oh, yeah. Randy. Well, <laughs> it's not as good as it. Mandy's far better. Yeah, Mandy's, yeah, Mandy's spot on. Another beautiful man, though, was Randy Orton. 
Uh, yeah, speaking of beautiful men, thank you for that segue. Kotobushi yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> has also left New Japan. It seems everyone is leaving New Japan. Yeah. Jay White's left New Japan. Kotobushi has left New Japan Pro Wrestling. Aiden, tell us a story. Yeah, I mean, we're really screwed if the people listening don't like New Japan. Yeah, but stick with us. Yeah. We've got Mr. Blobby coming up. <laughs> <laughs> you love him. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we did hear on the Jay White thing was that we are interested in Jay White, but probably they've got their eyes on it. Another major free agent signing. I mean, it hasn't been confirmed that it is Kota Ibushi, but we all sort of went, probably Kota Ibushi there. No, we, we did that after about three hours. We were taking the piss <laughs> and we were just like, oh, could it be? It's like, oh, it's just... It, could they bring Mandy Mas- back? Mas- Mas- Cardona. Yeah, and then about three hours yeah. later, someone just went, oh yeah, it's probably Ibushi. And we all just went, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's Ibushi. Ibushi makes sense. I think me and Adam were did the news that day and we filmed the video and we're sitting going, oh, I don't think it, I, I can't think of any names. Let us know in the comments below. And we're like, yeah, Cardona, is it, is it, could it be him? Could it be so-and-so? And we're like, now we're struggling. And then it was like, as soon as we hit re- finished recording, I'm like, it's fucking Ibushi. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Come on, Kota. But but yeah, so Abushi, I mean, freelancer for a lot of his career, finally went full-time with New Japan in 2019. He, he's basically pushed as not the guy, but one of like their sort of four, five, quintet mm-hmm. guys at the top. Is basically there, is becomes the first IWGP World Heavyweight Champ when he sort of unifies the heavyweight and intercontinental titles. Um, sort of trucks along a little bit, has pneumonia in the summer of 2021. And then absolutely ruins his shoulder in the G1 yeah, climax yeah. of t- October 2021, uh, botching a Phoenix splash. Um, basically disappears, and then he has various issues in New Japan, um, basically people backstage and all that. They seem to end on reasonable terms, but it then comes out 1st of February that Ibushi's contract is up and he's gone from New Japan. Um, I mean, there's this dark pure I don't know how to say it, pure flosion. Yeah, dark pure for, for the there we go. We got there. But he, he's basically like, <laughs> yeah. he's basically the coat of a bushy whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just gets all the stuff in the bushy just by messaging him. No, he doesn't. He goes into a forest. He gets a picture of some really good abs and lights a firework, and then just a bushy just appears. Oh, see, like, I was, I was, I was picturing he goes into the forest. He's got some food in his hands, <laughs> and then, like coat emerges like a deer. <laughs> it's like oh, Brazil nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loves Brazil nuts is caught in a bush. That's what they all say about Cotter. <laughs> yeah. Big Brazil not lover. Um, but yeah, so he's out the contract on the 1st of Feb. Um, the things that we have heard is that WWE are interested. WWE even sort of had a meeting about potential creative plans for Cotter. Um, Bushi has said he's actually interested in going uh-huh. back to WWE. Of course, he was there in 2016 as part of the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. And did a bit on NXT. Brian Kendrick hit a burning hammer on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Dan, uh, Brian Danielson lost his mind on comedy. <laughs> 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 then Michael Cole's like, what a maneuver. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we've seen that maneuver all over the world <laughs> <laughs> alright WWE knows best I know you other other bits of knowledge <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so the, the Kota Ibushi whisperer has basically said that Ibushi is willing to go to WWE if he's allowed to sort of train the next generation of talent at the performance centre mm-hmm. of course Ibushi has since said that he's going to be a freelancer for now and set up his own wrestling school where you can have board, you can have chips, you can have Brazil nuts, um, you can have lodgings uh, while he trains up in Japan. I can't imagine a dojo being like, come on, lads, 
Let's have chips. <laughs> <laughs> Some chips in Brazil, lads. <laughs> there you go. Four grand a month. That's what people want. <laughs> that's, that's worse than the chippies in, in Liverpool. Yeah. Go and get your chips with your, with your, your, your Brazil nuts. You, sure, your, you children know nothing about good chippies. Nothing. Nothing. I went alongside the tank mouth the other day. I was like, that's a good chip. That is a good chippy. It, good it, chippy. it, it yeah. cost 18 quid for what would cost you three pounds in Liverpool. That's and you get two suppers. Oh, do you, call, you don't call them suppers then? Yeah. No, just, just chippies. So anything, We're not anything, anything, <laughs> anything with chips is classified as a supper in a chippy in Scotland. A so it's having a, a half pizza supper is with chips. Oh, what? so it's fine to get half a pizza from a chippy? No, no, get no. some spring no, no, rolls, no, no. isn't it? A <laughs> deep fried half pizza. <laughs> That's the difference. But you can have Batter. pizza. Like, supper just makes me feel weird inside the word. Supper. Yeah, it's like supper. It's like, nah. nah. It's just that on every menu, it's chippy tea. Ah, see that's yeah that occasionally will be an Edinburgh thing but supper pizza supper mm. fish supper white pudding supper haggis supper Brazil nut supper yeah that's what Coat is severing Co- in, the, in the it's what he's, he's got his chips and Brazil nuts on the go a little bit of uh, foie gras as well why oh, not yeah. foie gras <laughs> yeah why not it's like come on lads we're gonna watch some Ricky Joe shoe matches <laughs> I mean personally <laughs> I think it's, it's absolutely amazing that Coat Bushy has those abs where he can sort the shite that we've been accrediting to him but maybe dark Brewer so Flosion will know. We can get the, we'll, we'll the message him at yeah. some point. We'll be like, hey, what's he eating? Now he mentioned <laughs> <laughs> the asterisk is that he, if he goes to WWE, he would want to train people. Is that a realistic possibility? I mean, yes and no. Yeah. If the sticker with the NIL thing, probably not. Okay. But we're say, like, imagine Kona Bushi just sort of dropping Von Wagner on his head at the performance center. So it's like, I don't think WWE are going to let him do that. Yeah. No, he'd have, to, he'd have to reel in the style a bit to train yeah. for. It, it'd have to be finishing class, and he'd be like, right, here is how you um, Canadian destroyer yourself with a sex doll. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was... Von Wagner's just like, I barely know an arm drag. <laughs> him, tr- him there teaching Ishii, who's now Wendy Chu's best mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a forearm. I don't, forget, don't forget Kenny Omega as Kenny well. Yeah. And Kenny, Jay White. What the hell, NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Broadbreaker still champ though. He's just gone through Kenny Omega, Jay White, and Kota Ibushi. Yeah, gauntlet matched all of them. Yeah. <laughs> if if they really want Kota Ibushi, I could see them rolling out the red carpet. But like we said, he's been out for over a year with a knackered shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's in his forties, despite not aging he, he a day. He is forty years yeah. old, and he looks about nineteen. Yeah. Whereas I'm thirty-four and look about fifty-two. So I need some more Brazil nuts in my life. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, he's, he's 81. I was going to say 26. Yeah. You're Kotobushi, really. Yeah. You're better. Yeah, you've, you're 108. <laughs> he's Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> Aiden Dracula. It's Benjamin Button. It ages backwards. He he did. <laughs> just next week, my fucking baby just laying in the chair. <laughs> Ibushi did say last week to Dark Pure SO Flosion as well. He did. Oh, wonderful pronunciation. Thank you. Gorgeous. Um, they mentioned about, like, have you spoken to Tony Khan? Mm-hmm. And he basically said the same thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I'd be interested in AEW. But he just. When they ask him, he's like, oh, are you interested in working for the NWA? He hasn't been asked that. But he'd be like, oh, yeah, as long as I can run a wrestling school. I think uh, sort of as a freelancer kind of situation, you can just work wherever he wants, but I don't know if WWE would bring him in as a freelancer again. No. Probably not, unless he came in as a, a freelance coach, just literally yeah. just to train. We've like a, seen like numerous names performance come in. Guy. Yeah, we've seen numerous people come and do that and do runs in the performance center just to be, you know, give the trainees a little taste of wrestling that they're not used yeah. to. So I could see that happening and then maybe him having an appearance on NXT. Like uh, Liger did. Yeah, like in a match. Now, that's actually something that you bring up. Grayson Waller's in a feud with Shawn Michaels at the moment. Mm. 
and he is he, he, it's not likely that Sean is going to get in the ring but no. it seems likely that they're going to have a replacement opponent that Sean's going to hand pick. Now, there has been some people speculating that it could be Dragon Lee, but also a lot of people speculating that it could be Jay White. But if Kota Ibushi is also wanting to do freelance, that is a perfect opportunity to bring yeah. him in for a WrestleMania weekend NXT takeover, right? Yeah. I mean, we're saying all this, but all he's made to an AEW as well. They are. Yeah, yeah. I can... I can uh, but could be him at WWE. That, mm-hmm. that, yeah, but Golden Lovers and WWE, God... The, the way that I said that I can see Jay White in WWE, I can see Kurt Ribushi in AEW slash Ring of Honor as well. Yeah. Ring of Honor have started taping again. And we still don't know, because when Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, people said, oh, is this going to be developmental? And he said, no, it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. But say if there was a developmental aspect to it, if they said to Kurt Ribushi, look, you can train a class. We've got QT Marshall doing the dark guys. If you yeah. want to do the Ring of Honor guys, I can see them. I mean, that would be one hell of a, a trainer to bring in if he wanted Ooh. to establish Ring of Honor as like a more, I don't want to say more hardcore wrestling compared to AEW because AEW is very diehard and very wrestling mm. wrestling. Yeah. But Ring of Honor is going to, feels to me, and in my head, it's always felt a bit more sports orientated yeah. and very much like... You've got rankings. Like, yeah, yeah, it feels very legitimate. Uh, and Kota could instantly sort of add that to it. Um, but uh, there is the chance that he goes to... AW, as you said, his mates are there. I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Khan rolls out the red carpet and goes, please come and have a match at Forbindor with Kenny. Yeah. You know, that yeah. would be a dream match. I mean, knowing um, the bush of the things that we have seen, you might just go, hey, big Japan, get myself in we'll there. Go back to DDT. Yeah. 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 Imagine him and like Takeshita as a team in AW. Oh. But saying that as well, we can't rule out like Noah is on the up again. I know, yeah. All Japan's getting better than it has been for most of not in terms of in-ring quality but in terms of like presence for yeah. the b- biggest it's felt in years as well there's only one match and I think everyone wants to see Kota Ibushi have and it's with Tyrus yep yeah. Yeah. Yep. get him in there Billy Corgan special yeah. guest referee yeah. Yeah. oh he could fight Alex Riley as well yeah my brother yeah your brother, <laughs> my brother Matt Riley's big bro <laughs> EC3 who can control your narrative imagine if he signs we control your narrative Kota Ibushi yeah. <laughs> heard it here first <laughs> Um, <laughs> WWE sort of um, is an option for him, and I think that is yeah a possibility. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hmm. We had a little bit of an accident. No. Jack has peed himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll correct that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's staying in. <laughs> for anyone that was listening on the audio, you'll have just heard a, oh, because, uh, well, and if you're watching the video, that glass used to be full <laughs> of water. Now, before we recorded, we, when we mentioned about, oh, you've got a pint glass, Atkins, today, and you explained to us that you drink more water because of it. Yeah. I don't think that's happening today. No, because... Aiden just decided to rice hook it across yeah. the desk. He just went, what? <laughs> I was just so enthusiastic about this upcoming story that I couldn't help you but, just, but just absolutely don't do it. Don't a pint glass keep your arms over the desk. underneath the table. <laughs> straight, straight in pockets. Yeah. Well, to just jump into this story that Aiden is so excited about, Aiden, tell me a little bit about WWE taking a shot at Tony Khan at Elimination Chamber. I mean, it's the wrestling ball. We absolutely love it, don't we? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, so essentially. Tony Khan, a few, well, a couple of weeks ago now, has said that WWE and AEW hate each other. This all comes after basically months of sort of animosity since Triple H came in as head of creative, um, where you had alleged contract tampering. Um, it basically just Triple H not being a very nice man to dear old Tony. Um, what did you have? You had Worlds Collide sort of going up, counter-programming against yep. All Out. Clash um, of the Castle Clash was the, the castle same team. weekend as All Out. This is when Tony Khan said he's not taking any more of this shit. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. Want, do you want the impression? Should we see your impression of him? Of, of who? Tony, Tony Khan. Khan. We're going to sit there and... <laughs> that was you. That was, I know. Yeah. We all collectively joined in. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sit there, take any more shit. This this can is... Yeah, I'm going to open a can of whoop ass. It's like he's in the room with us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, we're, if we're banned for the next AW, AW Media call, we love we you, Tony. Why. We yeah. love you, Tony. They don't like us. They don't, don't like us. Big love to TK. That's a soggy piece of paper there. <laughs> I know it's because we're not getting that money from AEW anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, but, but yes, back to the topic at hand. So we've got WWE, AEW. They don't like each other. Yep. Enough saying a wrestling war is not a thing. Wink, wink. Um, and basically, we've got Ariel Helwani, who the MMA journalist, where he did work for ESPN. He now work, now runs the MMA Hour. Uh, works at BT Sport, who of course aired WWE programming mm-hmm. in the UK. Um, I guess as part of this relationship with just sort of like friendliness, um, Sam Ariel Halwani is brought in to appear on WWE programming. He's been doing some pre-show stuff as well, kickoff yeah. stuff. Um, and he did that interview with Triple H. Yes, and Nick Khan, yeah. who used to be his agent and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but Ariel Halwani, with Elimination Chamber emanating from his hometown of Montreal, he appears on the Go Home episode yep. of SmackDown. Uh, basically just in the crowd and going, hey, it's me, it's Ariel Halwani. Um, and Tony Khan, who was... It's a shit DDP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, it's me, Ariel Halwani. <laughs> <But, Yeah. laughs> Don't even cut it, it's Tony Khan. <laughs> but but t- Tony Khan, who was watching the show, um, just tweets out of nowhere, just goes, you're a fraud, Ariel Halwani. You're as legitimate of a reporter as Tony Schiavone. Aww. I mean, I just felt bad for Tony Schiavone, really. Yeah, he's, he's a lovely yeah. lad. Mm. Um, Ariel Hawani then fires back. Thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. 
Also, don't listen to the snowman, Siobhan. You're a legend in my book. Now, anyone listening that doesn't know what a snowman is, anyone want to explain what a snowman could be a reference to? Well, you see, what it is, it's a big structure that when mm-hmm. it snows, uh, you put a carrot in its nose, put two pebbles in its eyes, and give it twigs for arms. And that's what Tony Khan looks like. That's what Tony Khan looks like. Or, or, <laughs> and they can fly. <laughs> yeah. so, in the wrestling world outside of real snowmen is... Tony Khan has a hectic schedule. He is a busy boy, right? He's the director of football at Fulham. Yep. He does the same sort of role in American football for the Jacksonville Jaguars. For the Jags. Um, and, of course, he's the owner of both Ring of Honor and AEW. And he's got some other side bits as well. Yeah, he's, he's kind of full on. He's the Tom Campbell of wrestling. The Tom, Tom Campbell. Campbell of wrestling? No, he's the Tom Campbell of the Khan family. Yes. Yeah. Tom Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace wherever you are. <laughs> I think I saw him driving a bus the other day. <laughs> he has got a bus driver's face, a lovely handsome man. We were discussing this beforehand. I think, he, yeah, he does feel very bus driver Very bus driver But I, I think, and I, I stand, stand by it still, he's the taxi driver you get on a night out where he wants to be included in your group. Ah, oh, get off in like an hour. Where are you lads going? Get the shots in, lads. I'll be there I'll in be turn. There. Yeah, like <laughs> being pal- and it's yeah. part of the group. In the- yeah. And everyone's like, yes, he's coming with us. Yes, lad. Yes, lad. <laughs> What's your name? And he's just, Tom. Hero. Hero. Eighteen hours later, Tom Campbell's on a flight to Mallorca for no reason. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what <laughs> Tom would do. With his new friends, Barney and Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, doing the chicken dance. In yeah, the club. doing the chicken dance. He's got. He's, he's coming. All his teeth have been taken out. All of them pulled. He's just gum for days. Gum for days. Tom Campbell. It's uh, going to be on his gravestone. <laughs> so yeah. So the snowman. Back to, back to snowman. snowman. So I mean, t- Tony Khan being the Khan of the Campbell family. Um, basically, the, the the whole the whole thing is that it's become a meme, hasn't it? Really? It's become yeah. a meme that Tony Khan is allegedly. Off his nut on cocaine, th- but not Brazil nuts. Not Brazil no. nuts. No, it, it's it's because of the how he's very animated, yep. and he seemingly from all his business ventures gets no time to sleep. So everyone's just put two and two together and gone. Cocaine, well, he's got yeah. to be on something, right? <laughs> um, but that's what Ariel Helwani is insinuating there by mm. saying, uh, "Don't listen to the snowman." Or oh, it could be crystal meth. <laughs> but allegedly, could be either of those. Both of them work to keep you awake. Uh, moving on. <laughs> you know a lot about this, Heisenberg. But <laughs> also, I'll explain the story for this one. But a few years ago, a book came out about how the Nazis during World War II... Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> about how during World so War all, II... Ain't, we knew this would happen. Like, basically, the reason how they were able to sort of invade all the way up to the Western... Well, all of Western yeah. Europe, basically, and get up to Russia in such a quick speed mm-hmm. was the war just off their not on crystal meth and awake for 24 hours. Yeah, because isn't there a video of uh, Hitler on amphetamines? And he's just, like, rocking, and he's yeah. just like, good, yes, lad. <laughs> <laughs> this is fuel-less gear. It's <laughs> 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 like, all right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so off that tangent, Tony Khan then fires back going... Good luck with the unbiased journalism. And it was like, oh, oh big shots thrown to, there by To the journalism man. To the journalism, to the journalism, journalism man, man. Ariel Helwani. Um, of course, Tony Khan and Ariel Helwani have had issues stemming from a October 2022 interview, which Helwani called one of the most frustrating of his career because basically he had Tony Khan on and all the talk at the time was about brawl out that fight between the elite, mm-hmm. CM Punk and A. Steele. Um, AEW still never publicly acknowledged that it actually happened. Yeah, they've not, have they? They no. just went, the belts have been vacated for, I don't know, some reason. For, for a reason. Yep. And basically at the time, Ariel Hawaii tried to get something on record about it. 
And Tony Carr was just like, nah, not talking about that. Yeah, no, no matter who's talking to Khan about it, he'll just say, I can't speak about that. Yeah. Any other questions? I mean, there's a p- potential that there is legal ramifications, yeah. Yeah. so he does be, want to be very, very careful um, when discussing it. So I can understand Ariel Helwani's frustration that as a journalist, he's not getting the answers to the questions he's posing. But also I can understand Tony Khan being like, you know I can't speak about this. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't. And I think it was because during his tri- interview with Triple H, not once was Vince McMahon... Um, sexual misconduct allegations yep. brought up. So people were just like, mm, he's softballing a bit. But at the same, t- at the same he time, would have been briefed by on, WWE they're as They're well. on different scales. Yeah, exactly. Like asking about a, a workplace brawl that happened at yeah. a wrestling show and then Vince McMahon. I can understand why he would maybe not ask Triple H those questions. Oh, of course. But yeah, I can see to Tony Khan being like, you're a dick. Like... <laughs> Good luck with the unbiased journalism. I, I, did, I did see a meme that made me really laugh, and it was just uh, someone said, oh, I can't wait for Ariel Hawani in the Elimination Chamber press conference saying, so my next question is for the game, Triple H, the King of Kings. Why are you so tough and brave? <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed my head off when I saw it. <laughs> well, it was that Elimination Chamber. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean, it seemed like there was just going to be a Twitter spot. If I, you're throwing your... Your oranges at each other. Mm-hmm. Why not? And then that looked to be it. Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts. That's going to just be a thing now, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> right. Um, but Ariel Hawali then appears during the SmackDown broadcast alongside George St. Pierre, the, yeah, the, the ESP. Yeah. Yeah. UFC legend, Montreal legend. Like he was, he was in Captain America. Yeah, he was in Captain America. <laughs> he gets beat up by Captain America Probably. at the start of Winter Soldier. Yeah, he's a uh, Baltrock. Yeah, Baltrock. Oh. I um, never, never knew that. I went to a UFC event in Manchester years ago, and the biggest pop of the night, George St. Pierre wasn't even fighting, but he just stood up and waved, and everyone just went, he's great! He's <laughs> so good. And there was a little a vlog that was posted on WWE's YouTube channel where he met Sami Zayn backstage mm. before Elimination Chamber, and he was just so nice, and he was like, no, you're a bigger deal. You're, and Sami's like, no, you're a bigger deal. And he's like, no, you're a bigger deal. And it was just like... Guys, you're Canadian. You're so polite. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. Uh, it was a very wholesome moment. But it was cool to see George St. Pierre there. Yeah, yeah. Ariel is there pointing, going, "Hey, it's GSP." And then Michael Cole on commentary just goes, "Ariel Hawadi is an unbiased journalist who asks the hard questions, whether you want to answer them or not." And basically, I'm sat there watching the show and go. It's an article, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good line, though. It is a good line. It was a good line. You sort of went, "Okay, hmm. wrestling war." Tick. Yeah, that, that sort of kick-started that again. I mean, I'm... It's strange. Like, Tony Khan, I I'm, I'm, wouldn't be surprised has said anything since he appeared on, on Elimination yeah. Chamber. I've not seen we, it, but... We all know deep down he was sat there like Chancellor Sutler and V for Vendetta. He's got his warm milk <laughs> watching Elimination Chamber next to know he's crushed it in his hand. There's there's nothing wrong with Ariel Hilwani being at SmackDown in his home city. No. Yeah, like, it's actually in his home it's city. It's his home city, especially if he was there with GSP. But I can see all the frustrations on both sides. Well, yeah. he, he's spoken more about the issue, and like Helwani said, "Oh well, I'm not a I'm not a wrestling journalist." And people said, "Well, why are you covering wrestling?" We're in that kind of weird area now where you are getting platforms like ESPN do a lot of wrestling mm-hmm. coverage now, and Forbes and stuff like that. Yeah, that, yeah. The, but the, Wall Street the, Journal with all the Vince stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's not just wrestling's not just confined to dare cheats anymore. It's broader strokes. So it it is there's a gray area about it. Yeah, and he's yeah he's sort of been like oh, I'm, I've never reported anything 
on WWE, which a lot of people have gone back and had a look at his tweets. Well, he has. He, he has reported he, a lot. He, yeah. he reported the sale. It was after the whole um, situation where we thought WWE had been sold to the Saudis. Yeah. Michael Hawaii was one of the first ones out saying, nope, hasn't happened yet. Which yeah. puts into question whether, yeah, he is just getting told that information by WWE and gone, we need you to sort of spread this without us publicly denying yeah, like, it. He seems to be more of like an, an official, not, not an official WWE journalist, but he's more like, he's not going and trying to get all the storyline stuff, but he'll sort of reach out with the big stuff and go, the hey, business, is this yeah. true? Yeah. And basically he'll be told no. Because I mean, he's obviously got a line to Nick Khan. Nick Khan was his agent. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you can find out stuff that way. He's a good person to, to know. Yes. If, if you want to reach out and tell us anything, Ariel. <laughs> That'd be quite nice yeah. on dot com, um, but we're going to sort of round things up. Uh, but, 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 just yeah, this yeah. last one's Ariel, um, mate. You're not the story. Just remember that. Oh, yeah, it really true. annoyed me. This it wasn't what he said about Khan because that made me laugh. It's the fact that you're a trained journalist. I'm a trained yeah. journalist, and the golden rule Aiden's here too. I'm not, I, I, I am not a trained. I'm you a, have a master's though. Yes, but yeah. I'm, a, I'm a self-trained journalist, yeah. and I have a master's degree in history. Yeah, but the the golden rule of journalism. You lived through history. He, he did. He was the uh, he was the history observer. <laughs> the the golden rule of journalism, apart from all the legal stuff, is you are not the story. Yeah. And that side of it really annoyed me. It's like, mate, why are you making yourself the story? Just except in wrestling. Yeah. Except in wrestling. I've got yeah. no problem with Helwani working with WWE or this, that, or the other, but it was literally just that one point. I'm just like, mate, you're, you're a journalist. You're not the story. He's the name tag under the story. Exactly. Not the story. Yeah. But it, it, it did make me laugh at the end of the day. Yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I can't deny it. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one. I'm sure there'll be more back and forth between them. It seems to be still sort of a little bit of tension. Yeah. Um, but sort of rounding off, we've got a couple more things to discuss. One of the big things, though, is uh, the great Muta, KJ Muto. Retired. Aiden. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, jumping Jeff is back. Yeah. I'm having a yep. reflection there. Yep. KJ Muto. <laughs> a moment of silence for KJ. So, I mean, so I wasn't at work last week, but KJ Muto has. You lazy retired. bastard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but the, the first Part time timer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Bromwell. <laughs> Barry Goose decided not to show up. Flew south for the winter, yeah. What, what were you doing on your week off? Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I bought a really cool skateboard. <gasps> well, a skateboard deck, but it's a shark fighting a bear. I mean, what more do you want in life than that? Um, what else did I see? I went to a friend's house. Wonderful home. Yeah. Strangest place I've ever been. He had like uh, like Napoleon III, the French emperor from the 1850s, had coins from him. Would you recommend people go? What, to his house? Yeah. <laughs> no? No. Okay, wonderful house, though. Good house, though. Good house. Yeah. Um, what else? We watched Space Jam and VHS. Okay. Uh, I played Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... a. That was my holiday. That was your holiday. I had yeah. fish and chips and timeout, as previously mentioned. Yep. Call back there. You waved I, at him. I waved at yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I took, I I took photos of, uh, of Aiden from my office at home. He's going, ah, what's okay. it? <laughs> we, we waved at each other from wherever. Are you getting the photo? Oh, I thought you were getting the photo up to show us. But, but that's been an exciting week off. So you come back and there's big, a big retirement. Yeah, so KG Muto retires at the... It's a wonderful name for this show. Mm. But it's the KG Muto Grand Final Pro Wrestling Last Love Squiggle Holdout Squiggle. That's the full name of the show there. It's uh, rivaling the Great Muto Final Bye Bye. Yes. Yeah. Another wonderful name. Yeah. Um, this place... I, I love Japanese show names. Yeah. Like it was all like the early Noah ones. It was like, oh, commence the great navigation dream. And I was like, yes. That's what we want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Noah's stage production, by the way. Really oh, good. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. It was really good. <laughs> so the show takes place on 21st of February. 
Um, in the, inside the Tokyo Dome, basically Keiji Muto has been on the retirement tour because he's just knackered, isn't he? Yeah. He is he's, an old he's man. He's like 62, now. 63 yeah. years old. He's ancient. He, his knees have been knackered for 20 years. Still hit a insult though. No, he didn't. He didn't. Well, yeah. He, no, no. When did he di- When did he last hit one? He hit one on the tour. Yeah, yeah. That's last... what I mean. He can still. He yeah. hit one in the 2021, 2020, I think 2021. His doctor went, if you hit a moonsault again, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and it was like, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. It was it, Dr. Dr. Death Steve Williams. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Steve Williams went, you are not doing another moonsault. Yeah. Rest in peace. Who did he <laughs> Who did he lose to, though? Oh, so he loses to Naito. Um, they basically had a match, I think it's at Wrestle Kingdom 4 or 5, um, where Keiji Muto beat him in their only singles match. Um, Muto later challenges him after Wrestle Kingdom 17. Naito goes, yes. Naito comes in the ring and beats him. I've got no idea how he beat him, but he beat him. But he, he beat him. He beat him uh, Destino. Destino. The, the, the story of the match was basically Muto was doing... The, the way I saw someone describe it, for, if you haven't seen it, saying if you're a modern fan, this was an okay match. Mm-hmm. If you're a long-time fan, this was the best match ever, basically. Because Muto was paying homage to... Um, uh, Shinya Hashimoto and uh, Mitsuharu Misawa okay. in it. Because obviously they're in a no ring. They're in the Tokyo Dome. And in the 90s, you had the four pillars of all Japan. You had the three musketeers of all Japan. And Misawa died in the ring. Hashimoto died young, so they never got their re- yeah. retirements. So he's hitting Hashimoto moves, and the crowd are chanting Hashimoto's name. Hits an Emerald Flosion. The cr- the chanting Misawa's name. And the story of the match is he can't put... Uh, Naito away and he thinks I've, I could gotta do a moonsault gets to the top and goes nah and gets down and he, he just he wants to hit the moonsault but he just can't he can't and the end Destino one two three bang and we thought that was going to be his last match yeah I mean so Masahiro Chono one of the other three musketeers with Hashimoto in Muto um, like it, it keeps flashing to him who sat in the car these beautiful sunglasses mm. Look at as majestic. Look as majestic as he always has, really. Mm, yeah. hasn't, hasn't aged, really. No. Uh, but Chono never got a retirement match either because he was just completely broken down. I think his last match was like 2014. It was just a random tag match. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, his last televised match was him tagging with D'Lo Brown, I think, and someone else. Yeah, in all Japan. Every match that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, Chono, I think, I think Muto challenges him and... Chodo gets in the ring and beats him with an STF. Yeah, he, yeah. he basically gets on the microphone and says, you know, thanks for my career, etc. blah, 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 blah. Hey, Chono. And everyone just goes, oh, what? <laughs> He's like, go on then. One last time, me and you. Chono gets up. He legitimately walks with a walking stick, but he looks cool doing it because yeah. Chono. And everyone's going, oh. And like next to him is like Tanahashi. And Tanahashi's got this big grin on his head like, this is so cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His music starts playing and everyone's going berserk. All, it was a really good crowd. Obviously, th- being able to chant again has just lifted the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. They're all chanting, Chono, Chono. Gets to the ring. He can't really move, but he kind of hits him with a knee, gets in the STF. Tiger Hattori comes up and does the legendary yeah. New Japan ref and just goes, I'm refing this. A minute and a half later, they're both crying. It's like there's a, there's a really cool image that of, of Chono hitting what looks like a shining wizard. Yeah. And it's like he walks with a kid. Like, yeah. How, how's he doing that? Yeah. The, the, the image is more kind than the actual video. Was footage, it? Okay, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Was but, it better or worse than Ric Flair's last match? Uh, better. Because like I said, with Ric Flair you're like, please don't die. Yeah. <laughs> and with this one we're just like, lads, please don't retire even though you can't yeah. wrestle yeah. anymore. Yeah. 
And they celebrated, and at the end, on the screen, it flashed up a picture of Muto, Hashimoto, and Masawa, because like we were saying. Yeah. So Muto, very selfless there. They had their first match together, Muto and Chono, what, 40 years ago? Yeah. Graduates yeah. of Anoki's dojo. And he said to him, look, you never got your retirement. Have your retirement now, and I'll do the job. Yeah, and he put over Naito as well in the yeah. second last match. Naito gets a big win in the Tokyo Dome. It seems like it's been quite a, quite a tour for him. He's obviously a legend of the industry, mm-hmm. all New Japan, All Japan, WCW. Has he ever competed with WWE? I don't believe I don't, yeah, WWE so. WWE. Nothing, no. nothing with them. I thought he might have, on his retirement tour, propped up, you know, appeared at some point. I mean, he did wrestle something. He wrestled Nakamura in Noah, who's in a Noah, talent, yeah. but of course they didn't do it. In WWE, yeah, yeah. So it goes down as one of the best of all time. Um, what's you're the you're a big New Japan and All Japan guy. What's recommendations on a Muto match? Oof, is stuff if you want to the gateway for Muto really is his work with Sting in the NWA, like late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feuded over, I think, the US title. Okay. Uh, Muto goes on to hold Big Goldie. He was the first wrestler, and I think the only wrestler to have held Big Goldie. The IWGP heavyweight title, the Triple Crown, and the Noah GHE title. Wow. Um, obviously, uh, Kojima held the 10 pounds of gold, but yeah. they're the only two who've done the big three of yeah. Japan and the NWA title. Uh, I like his NWO 2000 stuff when he's like him and Chono are arguing a lot. And then for some reason, Scott Norton's the IWGP champion. He's just... He's meant. He's one of those that when you start watching him, you're like, okay, that's where the Shining Wizard comes from. Yeah. Oh, he's one of the. He wasn't the inventor of the moonsault. I think it's credited to one of the Guerreros, isn't it? But he makes it the moon. Yeah. Yeah. It's his move. And and the great Muta was cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. Um. But this this was just a celebration. I like celebrations in wrestling. It's it's one of the reasons why going a bit off tangent. The other year when you had. The Boneyard match at WrestleMania, and you had Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. I preferred Firefly Funhouse because okay. it was a celebration, and for the first time in years in WWE, they were congratulating the viewer for knowing what was going on. And they were referencing themselves and going, well done, you actually paid attention. Yeah. Shame Bray Wyatt's not like that anymore. Oh, yeah. Kind of a bit downhill. Get, get him against Chono. Well, oh, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I like celebrations of wrestling. I like it when they're just like, this is what's happened. Thank you. Right off into the sunset. Here's the young lads. Let's go. Well, that is all that's happened in the month of January, but before January in month of February. But before we finish up, we have the weirdest big articles. Now, this is a fun segment. Is it a separate segment? I don't know if Tom did it as a separate segment last month, where it's the wackiest, weirdest, biggest articles of the month that yeah, we just actually chat. trended. We just chat rubbish. So let's well, chat. as opposed to all the streamlined focused content so far. <laughs> let's chat some <laughs> shit. In the, what was the biggest article on cultaholic.com right. this month? So February, a big month, had a lot going on. Sami Zayn's a big draw, but apparently the biggest draw in wrestling for cultaholic readers is Kenny Dykstra. So, best luck <laughs> dropping the game. To be oh fair. yeah, <laughs> love me the spirit squad. <laughs> so, so, literally, the biggest article all month was Kenny Dykstra suffered a torn calf at the WWE Royal Rumble. Um, he's, he's involved in the show basically when you've got Edge and Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley and Beth Phoenix sort of mm-hmm. brawling after their eliminations from the Rumble. Um, he tears his calf, and probably everyone really wanted to know about that torn calf. Mm. It's funny when you when you first read Kenny Dykstra, Dykstra suffers torn calf at the Royal Rumble, you think. <laughs> he was in the match. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's maybe where a lot of the clicks have come from. Folk going, I didn't see him in the match. <laughs> was he in the match? Um, but he wasn't. He just stood on the ramp. Either way, they clicked and it was very strange. 
Yeah, because for about five days afterwards, you were sat next to me in the office just going, they're still clicking on it. Kenny Dexter's money. <laughs> He's money. Yeah. We didn't even do a fancy graphic post no. about it. It was just pure Kenny Dykstra. Yeah, it was literally just out there just by bananas. If people want more Kenny Dykstra news, let us know. Aiden.gibbons at cultaholic.com. Yes, that is my email. Yeah. Please don't email me. <laughs> <laughs> There's some more. Barry.goosicle. <laughs> Clive Fuck and the <laughs> Sexual Congress. And the Sexual Clive, Congress. Clive.fuck.sexual <laughs> Congress. <laughs> <laughs> Head here first. Um, but um, that was an, oh, there's more weird big articles. Oh, they, they tell us a little bit we've about We've got them. a lot more weird yeah, articles. Let's so, hear them all. So the next one is fans called the police about MGF's AEW Dynamite promo. I mean, this promo is basically MGF not admitting to murder, but at least vehicular harm. Yeah, he sort of was like, what, I was in a car crash and I swapped places with... The person who was like... Basically, she's given a little nosh under the, <laughs> yeah. while they're driving along. Um, uh, basically, at ease. <laughs> she? <laughs> um, you, can, so, you can have a retake if you want. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> It's still being included, this, but I want you... <laughs> okay, yeah. So, basically... Breathe. Uh, breathe. <sighs> Ooh, sir. Ooh. Tip of the tongue, teeth yeah. in the lips. So... <laughs> God, the human torch was denied yeah. a bank loan. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. So MGF cuts a program on Dynamite. Yeah. Where he talks about, I think it's like his homecoming or like his prom or whatever yeah, it yeah. is um, in high school. Basically, he takes this last out live. Um, they go driving. She gives him a cheeky nosh under there while he's driving along. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and basically MGF after enjoying himself having a lovely time he thinks I'm going to put pedal, pedal, pedal to the metal and he just goes for it he goes 100 mile an hour straight into a lamppost I thought when we were going to when you were going to redo it I thought you were going to choose a different word not no, just no. go just giving him a nosh <laughs> give him a cheeky nosh under the table um, yeah my dad listens to this <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't get this far. Hi, Mr. Gibbons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mr. Gibbons. I'm He's Clive Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you met my I've dad. Met, friends, like, can we say his dad. name? Or, or Jimmy? Yeah. Jimmy, yeah. yeah. Good lad, Jimmy. Yeah. He's lovely. I hope he enjoyed that Warhorse match. Yes. Um, so what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this all happens. Back back to the thing. MGF after crashing the car says that he swaps out live for himself and put her in the driver's seat to make it look like it's her fault. He pretends to be un- uh, unconscious, basically when emergency services arrive. Yeah. Uh, people upon hearing this went, shit, wrestling is real, a crime has been committed, <laughs> and called the police. Yeah. Apparently. Called reportedly. the police. There's a lot of instances in, in wrestling where crimes are committed and it's quite clearly kayfabe, but <laughs> um, MGF, apparently this is the one that sparked fans in going, oh my God, yeah. he's a murderer. Mm. Murder, murder, murder. <laughs> like Change the, the fucking. <laughs> I mean, the only one I can remember, I think it was Kevin Nash and Ray Mysterio had like a backstage brawl out in like the production trucks, and people called the police. People called the police. That was that was um, NWO Invasion '96. Yeah. But that was the '90s, so obviously KFA had. Well, Vince McMahon's that. limo blew up, and no one, no one, no no one, one, one well, no Trump thought it was real. Yeah, okay. yeah, true. Yeah, he's well, an idiot though. Yeah. But you know what the difference is between uh, what Kevin Nash had that MJF doesn't? A beautiful head of hair. A big, <laughs> great, big, bushy <laughs> big. <laughs> High five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on swiftly from that. No luck catching them MJFs then. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the one MJF, actually. Christy Jugglers. <laughs> <laughs> An American who hasn't seen Hot Fuzz Hot is so confused. Every American seen Hot Everyone Fuzz. needs to watch it. It's yeah. for the greater it is, good. It is a really great good movie. Great <laughs> 
<laughs> right. So uh, fans called the police. Yeah. The police were just like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't, didn't happen. It's they, a scripted storyline. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You're getting worked. People are getting worked. And it's, we're getting worked by MJF. And I guess because it's MJF, he blurs the lines with the reality quite a lot. People have gone, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe he did do this. I mean, literally this week, he's um, played in sort of his split from his fiance into yeah. the storyline. So. Mm. He's great, isn't he? He is, he is, he is great. Yeah. I can understand if he's a bit much for some people, but he is. Yeah, he really must good. be lovely in real life. The shit you get away with saying on TV. Yeah. He's got to be. He's got to be really nice to have people yeah. go. Yes, you can do that. Well, he's got a cat, so a cat. Yeah, plenty of muffins. Yeah, he's got the Brazil nuts ready for Kotobushi when he comes in. <laughs> it's like, come on, yeah. meet Pipe of the Cat. Have a Brazil nut. Yeah. <laughs> Watching Ricky Joshi matches in a bit. But yeah, next story is Colby Carino signs with WWE. Um, we ran this as four by NWA talent, and I think everyone thought, oh, Tyrus. Must have been. Or Aldis. Oh, Ald- oh yeah, Aldis makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the people love Tyrus. That's who we thought the free agent going to the WWE was. We thought it could be, yeah, yeah, Aldis. yeah. See, we, we try not to go down the clickbait route too much. There's, there's other sites out there who go absolutely left yeah. field with it. But sometimes when it's, sp- no disrespect to Colby Carino, smaller stories like this, we think, we can get a few more clicks. Yeah. It's, it's the way... The, well, the internet works. I mean, it's, unfortunately, it's factually it correct, though. Saying, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a former NWA talent. Former NWA talent. We don't want to give away the story in the headline all the time in that sort of manner. I think, yeah, Colby Carino signing with WWE. It's not one that I would like. be like, oh, my God, this is the yeah. big, but, big story. But yeah. former NWA talent, you'll click on it. Um, yeah. but apparently, I love yeah. me, Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> like, WWE haven't actually confirmed it yet, but apparently has signed. Well, yeah. Steve Carino was working backstage with them for a while, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, aren't he still there, isn't he? He's like one of the guys at the performance centre. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah he so, recently had a match with Kobe. I think he teamed on an yeah, independent yeah. show. Like a 2021, yeah. maybe? Yeah, which must be pretty cool for them to, to be able to do a father son tag. Do you have him come in and face the Mysterios? Because I've, I've not seen much Colby Carino, but I was a big Steve Carino fan mm. in latter days ECW. So if he's anything like his old man. Fair play. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up was Raven's Flock reunion takes place on Impact Wrestling. This was amazing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> apparently Ron Reese is a big draw. I mean, you can tell us about this one, Akin. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Raven's Flock and WCW, it's fondly remembered. Probably hasn't aged too well. Heard of elephants upstairs? That's Raven's Flock. Yeah. It was just like what you said about the flock. Um, you had you had Raven, Perry Saturn, Billy Kidman, Van Hammer, Sick Boy, Riggs. Uh, Lodi and Reese, I think that's With, the full flock. I, I'm sure that was just Bob the Builder you were talking about. It was Scoop, Muck, Dizzy, Rolly Two, Lofty and Wendy join the crew. Raven, Raven and Reese <laughs> <laughs> have so much fun. We're keeping together, together to, to get, get the, the flock done. Oh, hey. Raven's flock, can we <laughs> castle <laughs> Raven's flock? <laughs> no, yeah, we can't. Some of us. Some of us. That was terrible, that wasn't it? Yeah. I'll, we'll get it in post, don't yeah. worry. Yeah. We'll do it on the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was just this weird, because Raven's been back with Impact. I assume he must be doing some backstage stuff. He just lives nearby, so probably just t- pops down. up. Yeah, because yeah. obviously he's made to Tommy Dreamer, because wrestling's not real. They didn't really hate each other for all those years. They didn't go to summer camp together. They went to summer camp together, and they fought over... Yeah, yeah. Mag- yeah, yeah. Um, so... And Impact, I love Impact because it's, it's mental. Is that what I thought it was? Yeah. 
What happened? <laughs> I'd start. I'd stare at the microphone for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just, just like yeah. I just turned around and Aiden's going. <laughs> oh, to be honest, my first reaction was was a fart that you were squeezing. <laughs> just, just squeeze one out. Yeah. That would make more sense. Sorry, Raven's Flock. Raven's Flock. Yeah, so Impact is absolutely mental at the moment. It's brilliant. So uh, was it was uh, hard to kill. They announced that they were bringing in like a new kind of uh, on-screen authority figure. And we yes. thought, oh, it's going to be Raven because Raven got inducted mm. to the Hall of Fame the end of last year. He's a former champion. For, okay. Santino Morella turns up with his gimmicked name. You're like, Lad. okay, yeah. And then episode of Impact, he's walking around looking for... Who's he looking for? He's looking for someone. And he basically goes up to Raven's like, oh... Oh, Raven, have you seen uh, Josh Alexander? <laughs> it's He's a Canadian man doing a bad Italian bad accent, Italian, yeah, yeah. so it's fine, it's fine. for yeah, you yeah. to do it, because it's me doing impersonation of Santino. <laughs> not an actual Italian man. Demusa. But he's, he basically says to Raven, have you seen so-and-so? And Raven's like, no. But do you want to know how you take impact to the top? Book me to be champion. And he's like, oh, I'll think about it. He's like, do it. Santino walks off. Reese turns up out of nowhere for the first time in 20 years. <laughs> Eight foot tall Ron Reese, aka the Yeti. Yeah, the Yeti. Yeti. Jack's favorite wrestler. And he just he just turns up and it's shot weird. It's shot like from down looking at Raven and Reese is just in the background. And it's just in a back room and it's mm. kind of lit. And Reese just goes, Hey, are we getting the flock back together? <laughs> and Raven goes, Go away, Yeti. And, Ra- <laughs> and Reese just goes, You know. It upsets me when you're mean to me. <laughs> Sometimes I cry at night. And that's the end of yeah. the segment. And it's And we've wonderful. not seen them since. It's never no. acknowledged again. <laughs> so Rodney is just crying somewhere just at night crying. every day. Was this the same set of tapings as well with Barry Horowitz defeating Johnny Swinger? More people need to watch Impact no, because exactly. the bollocks side of it is bollocks and the in-ring side of it is really good. But just interference from the kiss demon. That yeah. Helped. Johnny Swinger lose. Listen, it's amazing. And then you've got Josh Alexander and Chris Bay putting on bangers. And Speedball. 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 Uh, up in the X Division. Masha Slamovich and Joe Hendry. Joe. I believe. Where is he? What? I believe in Joe Hendry. He's, he's out there. He's he just can't see. Um, so it's watch an, Impact. It's watch Impact. impact. It's, good, it's, it's yeah. berserk. It's only about an hour long. We That's cover we cover impact quite a bit. Yeah, but it feels like an hour because it's so fun. Probably we, we watch it, it doesn't get ads, so it's like an hour and twenty minutes. Like, yeah. boom, we, we, I mean, we watch it on that legal service with no ads. Yeah, but look, it's on the zone. So that's how we watch it 100%. But we cover it quite extensively on the website, I don't, don't we? Impact always brings in numbers. I mean, impact number wise brings in the same for us as AW and WWE. I think it's because we, we've theorize that because less people are reporting on impact and we're just we're just like the impact guys now yeah, like we'll mm. sort of be higher on google and all that yeah good stuff basically yeah. but um, keep, keep up the impact stuff it's watch it's them engage consistently engage. keep reading quiet <laughs> thanks readers <laughs> uh, it's it's quietly like the most consistent wrestling show out there yeah it's it's yeah it's, it's really, really good, good stuff well it that is. brings us on to our final someone that belongs story. in impact wrestling i mentioned it earlier so if you stuck around at <laughs> my little tease what so, is it? So this was Mr. Blobby returns to pro wrestling. He got the graphic treatment. He got thousands of clicks from Blobby. I mean, because we are, of course, a British wrestling news website, and Blobby is a 90s rest not wrestling, 90s <laughs> British yeah. TV icon. No, he's I- a wrestling icon, yeah. When and you think of the 90s, you think of wrestling, you think of Mr. Blobby. And Noel Edmonds. And Noel Edmonds, yeah. 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 Uh, Blobby, of course, is the just children's TV. Yeah, no, ch- no, it was, um, was, it not, was it primetime? What like was it? Seven o'clock, Saturday, seven o'clock. Was it, what was the Noel Edmonds show? What was it? Uh, Noel's House Party. Noel's House Party. And it was massive. And basically, if you've never seen... It's like Saturday Night's Takeaway. Basically, yeah. yeah. And Mr. Blobby's just this 
six foot tall demonic knobhead. He just <laughs> he's just a pink. It's a pink He's a pink bellend with yellow spots and a bow tie with googly eyes, one in Heighton and one in New Brighton. And then his teeth <laughs> everywhere. And he runs in and he's got this horrible vocoded voice where he somehow. It's like, demonic, isn't it? But he somehow harmonizes with himself and it's discordant. And he just runs in and just trashes the gaff. It's <sighs> chaos. Have you seen this guy on, on Twitter that edits Blobby into films? No, yeah. I've, I've seen the right. Paddington one. We are watching it when we finish recording. Okay. I'm sitting you down and we're watching Blobby in Jurassic Park. It is <laughs> right. it's it's next level. <laughs> but yeah, he's returned to wrestling. What what was yeah. what happened? So I mean, he might have been in before, but it was last year. Um, he popped up in a children's festival somewhere in Britain. Mm-hmm. I've got no idea if he's won his match, but he was involved. Yeah, yeah. And then Riot Cabaret wrestling. I think it's Charles Crowley's. Charles. Thing. Cr- well, that might, yeah, possibly. He's I know he does Wrestle involved. Carnival as well, but yeah, yeah Riot Cabaret. You... Um, basically, like a Tuesday night in London, they had a 90s rumble, so you had Jerry Halliwell in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had... Not the actual Jerry Halliwell. Yeah, I think it was Session Moff Moff. Yeah, Session Moff You had uh, Stone Cold Simon Miller. Yep. Uh, Bad Like Doris was someone. Can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but we had... But then you had Blobby. Raucous reception for Blobby yeah. when he made his way <laughs> The crowd went absolutely bananas. And Blobby somehow managed to get his way into the ring, and they were just there. He was hitting like cozy lariats and all that, absolutely <laughs> knocking people out. There was quite a reception <laughs> to Blobby. He's he's on a comeback tour, it seems. When I was backstage at North the other week, everyone was talking about Blobby. <laughs> <laughs> like Ali Catch was over, she's she like, "I'd love to meet Blobby. <laughs> love to wrestle Blobby." <laughs> it's like. But the thing we didn't Why? know is, like, of course, someone just sold a blobby costume for like eighteen grand. And or someone something. bought it. Oh, went about sixty grand. Was it? It yeah, went it also like on eBay. Grand. I don't know if the buyer that was came the real through. One, but yeah, it, it was. It was a real one. But yeah, it was, it was like in the description underneath. It was like you are allowed to, if you buy this, you're not allowed to go anywhere or advertise yourself as Blobby. Blobby is the property of Mr. Blobby. Uh, yeah, and Blobby's, just, Blobby's got powerful lawyers. It is just a weird outfit for Adam to be wearing around the office. Yeah. Though. Well, yeah, because as soon as it came up, I think everyone DM'd him separately saying, buy this. Yeah. And knowing Pachita, he probably bought yeah, a couple of quid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but a bid was maybe put on that one. Yeah. At the risk of everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just, just to break it to you guys, we're getting we're, we're getting no Christmas bonus this year because it's not the Blobby But guess who the special guest at the Christmas party is? <laughs> Blobby! Yeah. We're also having the Christmas party in a park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, just get, just get a, like, a whole load of white lightning and Frosty Jackson Blake low social or something. And we're all working till seven o'clock each night. Just yes. to make up. <laughs> um, but that's kind of everything that we've, we've, we've seen in the month of February. That's all the biggest articles and the weirdest big articles that's for some reason, trended on the website. Yep. It, it's been an odd month because usually everything after the Royal Rumble is just like, oh, everything feels massive going mm. to WrestleMania. But Sami Zayn aside, it seemed fairly quiet. Yeah, I mean, you've got yeah. big stuff on the horizon, but I feel like March is the month where we've been sort of getting rolls in the yeah. gear. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, we've got we've got Revolution, we've got um, Supercard of Honor. Supercard of Honor. We've got the Ring of Honor back on TV. Mm-hmm. We've got that's the, literally this Thursday, right? Yeah. yeah. We've got the further build up to WrestleMania, and then going into April, there's the next Impact pay per view. Yes, Rebellion's yep. like April 17th. So it's it's the next two months where everything really starts kicking off. February is just kind of like a where it all begins. Everyone have a breather yeah. again. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of yeah. It's the breather month after the Royal Rumble and going into WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm excited for March. We've already had some decent or. We already know of some decent stuff coming up. As you said, Revolution, we've got WrestleMania in, at the start of April. Um, any guesses on what could be the weirdest thing to pop up in the next month? What could top 
Blobby's return? What could top Sami Zayn not winning the championship? Jay White turns up at NWA, defeats AC3 Kevin Kiley, breaks leg, hospitalized for nine months. Trains with Kota Ibushi. He trains with Kota Ibushi. Actually breaks his leg. Yeah. Um, Kota Ibushi hit by Brazil Nut. Sid wins Progress World title. No, no, Sid wins NWA World title. <laughs> That's what it is. The big payoff is Psycho Sid comes out of retirement and beats Tyrus. Blobby signs with NWA. Yeah. Yeah. Americans I mean, are just like, what the fuck is this? Blobby controls his narrative, gets rid of the oh, the Edmonds, <laughs> the sort of Noel Edmonds rub that he's had on him for far too long. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's it. I don't know how we we're going to end this one. I don't know what Tom ended it like last D- time. Tom just screams. Did you, you know, all that sort of that stuff. That sounded like Blobby. <laughs> uh, it was quite Blobby. And um, we're going to mop up this soggy piece of paper that's here. Yeah. Um, but this has been Aiden. This you. is Atkins. And myself, Fraser, thank you for joining us. We'll be back. Tom will be back, maybe. I don't know. I don't Hello. know where Tom is. He's somewhere. I hope the 15, re- eh? Hope he returns at some point. But yeah, yeah, this just is... driving the one I want, the Metro Center. Yeah. If not, I'll be back, and we'll discuss the biggest articles in March. Have a lovely, lovely month. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, your choice. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.